It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. And I gotta tell you, other than Bree playing TikTok over top of the... I forgot that it was on. It was on when Jeremy came in. It's episode 227, and let me start uh, by apologizing. If you listened to last week's show and stuck through the 20 seconds of ear-bleeding brutality that was the <laughs> intro, I do not know how that happened, and I didn't find out until uh, today as we record this this episode 227 of the New Utah Podcast. So my apologies, listeners. That was really brutal. Um, hopefully you stuck around because the show was really good. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that intro. And to like, fix it, I have to re-upload the file, which makes it look like we posted two episodes. It's really a giant pain in the ass to fix. Doesn't it mess up all the links? Yeah, it messes up everything uh, to repost it. So if I would have caught it the first day, I would have probably done it. But uh, where the audio is, it's fine. It's the first you keep saying seconds. you caught it. I have to do some. I have to get some credit since I don't do anything else for this podcast. I caught it. She listens to the show the day that we do the show. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's behind on her podcasts. Not true. She listens to murder porn all day. I listen to the... I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this day in his... No. This murder day now. in history. But it's not always about a murder. Sometimes it's just like a crime, but... Literally every time I go up there, they're talking okay, about Okay, well, shit. it's not always a murder. Sometimes it's like a kidnapping or something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a very NPR voice that's like some lady just talking about... It's called court. Today in True Crime. And so every day... And I... It, they started it about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. They'll just say, today is September 15th, 2019. Yeah, if we started doing true crime, our numbers would go through the roof. That's like the only thing. I know. it's all. That's all that's on my it's list. like Joe Rogan. Crime. And, and Michelle crime. Obama's podcast. Joe Rogan, true crime. <laughs> like nothing else in between. But this podcast is only, it's between 10 and 20 minutes. Just It's just a little short, like, snapshot in time about what happens. And... It's super, like, I think the, the sh- they report facts, but I think that they ad-lib a whole bunch, too. Will you turn my head, my cans down just a little bit over there? I don't have can control. That's good. Wow, that's that? too much. Just in between what you did. Um, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's that. I don't know. We have new muffs. Uh, can anyone tell we have new can muffs? Can you tell? <laughs> you can't, they can't see your muff. Can babe. you tell the they new muffs? They can't see your purple muff. It's purple. Jeremy's is red and yours is yellow. Yeah. Uh, So Jessica is um, MIA from the show today. Um, We might try and get her on to do a couple small events, but she's actually recording another show uh, with some other people. She's trying to leave our podcast, I think, uh, and go to, (laughs) no, Val Cameron from B98 asked her to to join on one of her, like, 50 podcasts she does. And she happens to record on Tuesdays. So So, Val's been on our show a long time Yeah, a few times, actually. Uh, so Val is, uh, she's obviously the morning show host for B98.7. B98.7. I'm going to post our new muffins. Val in the morning. Yeah, that's good. Post the new muffs. On Twitter. I'm going to write new muffs on New here. muffs. I'm posting muffs. it right now. Um, but anyway, so Val does a bunch of podcasts. She's also the one that has brought Wizarding Days yep. to Salt Lake City area. Um, 
So that's that's all Val, and she asked Jess to be on her show. So Jess is going to guest appear on that show, and they just record the same time we do. So that's okay. Uh, we might actually be doing some guest uh like co-show thingy at some point with some other podcasts too. Oh, that's uh, right. That Jess is working on. So that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, but for now, it's just the three of us, uh, and that's okay. That's okay. That's enough for we're, today. We're interesting people. Um, <clears throat> you guys might be. Can I tell you? We're good enough. We're smart enough, and doggone it, people like us. Ah, uh, they they better fucking like us. <laughs> like Brie, so we're talking today. I'm like Brie, we need to clean out the shelf. She's like, when are we gonna have time? This is right before the show started because we have down in our studio, a little behind the curtain. There's a curtain in our studio <laughs> behind the curtain, and behind that curtain, uh, that's behind the curtain of of what we record in. Um, we have some storage, so we don't have a super huge kitchen, but uh, if you know anything about me, it's that I love to cook, and I have a lot of cooking things, Paraphernalia. So, like a wok and various baking dishes and a KitchenAid stand mixer and an Instant Pot and a food processor and all these different things that I use on the regular. Uh, Jeremy's getting a close-up of the muffs. Um, like you do. But I don't have room <laughs> in my kitchen to store all that, and I don't want tons of shit on my counters because those things all take up a lot of space. Like a stand mixer on the counter takes up a shit ton of space. So instead, I have an area in the basement. It's in our studio behind a curtain that looks like a starship uh, like bridge, basically. Uh, and I store all my kitchen stuff there. But it's not very well organized in... That we don't have things labeled and they don't have homes. So. Well, what happened is we put it all together and then it's been a couple of years and now. We accumulate stuff. Yes. And as we use stuff and bring it back down, sometimes I just shove it back in there because I'm busy. Well, or, or he gets it and then I come down and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where this know went. Where so I'll just, I'll just put it right here. The good news <laughs> is when guests come and sit in the studio, they think, Oh, what a nice studio and they can't see what's behind the curtain. <laughs> Don't look not, behind the curtain. It's not organized. So I want to organize that, but Brie goes, well, when are we going to have time? And I said, well, you know, if you stopped volunteering us for helping everyone we know renovate. I don't do that. Okay. So this weekend, we spent all weekend at Brie's mom's. This past weekend, helping yeah. Helping renovate her house. So she's asked us to switch two rooms because she's an older lady by herself and wants to craft more. Makes sense. She wants a bigger craft room, a smaller TV room. And she wanted us to switch those rooms and in the process paint them and pull up carpet, which... And she was selling her couch. And so some people came to buy the couch. They pulled the tack strip in with like... It wasn't those little nails. It was the really long, like... The monster. Inch and a half staples. Baby staples. staples. Yeah. And they don't come up. We tried to pull uh, them out. We finally just hammered them They don't them come in. up out of the hardwood. Does she have hardwood floors? Yeah. yeah. They do. They're pretty trash. So... Went years ago, years and years and years and years ago, because you don't remember this, right? The When she refinished her floors? No. Yeah. So I think like, this was like 15 years or so. BC before Chris? <laughs> also before COVID. <laughs> so I think it was about 15 years or so ago. She had a friend that was living here that has since moved to Virginia, but um, they discovered that there were hardwoods under Where's her floors. And so she pulled up the carpet in her front room and her hallway and they sanded them and refinished them. And they still look fabulous. Like they're, they're great. great shut up. I'm trying to tell a fucking story. I'm just adding you background just, effects. You just can't shut up. Can I'm you just adding background? Effects. Just be quiet. And so, <laughs> so she's, so she had this idea when she, 
I don't know when, I think it was when dumb idiot left or whatever. Uh, she, she pulled the up the she car. almost married last Thanksgiving? No, 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 no. No, this is the guy. Her that... actual husband, the one that shot himself in yeah. the head. Oh, right. Um, she pulled up the carpet in her TV room and she got so far as to sand, but she never refinished it. She just put a rug down it and it was fine. So she kind of wanted to do the same thing. Well, we pulled it up in the back room and the floor is, it gets not the worst, but it's not in great, great shape. And so she's like, you know, I might just cheat and like, cause she had, she bought a rug because she's doing like the same color theme throughout her house. And she bought a rug that matches that color theme. And it's pretty big. And the room is really, really small. So it's probably only showing about maybe two feet around the edge. She's like, I might just sand like two and a half feet in and then not do the center. Yeah. The dog went behind the curtain because <laughs> uh, there's a cat behind there in a little cube. Um, anyway. And so I told her, I'm like, I'm not, I, I have not allotted time to do your floor. <laughs> do the floor on top of everything. Because we went over there Friday pretty much right after work. Not not like directly, but we were over there by like 4.30 or so. And we got there and she had moved most of her craft stuff out, but she couldn't move any of the actual furniture. So now we've got to figure out what we're going to leave like in the center of the rooms and what we're going to try and move out and everything. And then we got everything taped. So we went over Saturday and we started painting and I'm like, this is so blue. Why is this blue? Cause her front room that she's trying to match is gray. And I'm like, maybe it's just the rooms. It's an optical illusion or something. More shadows. Um, so she comes in and, sh- and I'm like, mom, why is this so blue? And she's like, no, I, I got the can down from the other things. So I'm like, let's see this can. So I go and look, no, she's pulled down some can. We can't figure out where that blue paint came from. Nothing in her house is that color, nor has it ever been. So anyway, color. she goes to Home Depot yes. and gets, be- gets the paint fixed right? and brings it back. And we paint a second coat. Thankfully, we didn't have to do a third coat. We pull up the carpet. Then Bree's mom's like, I got another project for you. Well, so so after we pulled up the carpet and Chris realized they had these little staples, he went to the tool store. I, you went, where did you go? I went to Harbor Freight and Harbor Home Freight. Depot, both. To Looking see, for like a like a floor staple remover. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find one in either place. So anyway, while he was gone, I'm, I'm in the TV. I don't even remember what I was doing. And she comes and she's like, I've got one last big project. I'm like, I'm not even done with this one. Can you please not? It's <laughs> been over a year since I've been she trying is, to paint my own house. Again, our own improvement project, painting all the stuff in our house, including the ceilings, which would net a ceiling fan in here, by the way, if we could get it done. Yes, because once it went, so we do it and we take this light down, which it's blue underneath and you can see because we took the light down and then when we put it back up, we didn't get it in the exact spot. We'll paint the ceiling and we'll put and then the we fan. can have the fan. Yeah, yeah, I have to put up a different box. Yeah, it needs a different it. box and stuff, but then we'll have a fan in here. To help, so, help so anyway, uh, so her mom asks her to dig up a hole. So she, she said, put, put Mary in. in the ground, is yeah. what she said. So mom has a, uh, uh, you know, the, the traditional. For all you Mexicans out there, the it's Mary in a tub. Me- the t- traditional Virgin Mary in a bathtub that's standing it's, up. That it's supposed see. to be the grotto, Mary yeah. in the grotto. But it's a bathtub. But it's an old-fashioned it's a bathtub with bathtub. a statue of Virgin Mary for the front yard. 
Yeah, I mean, she wants no, it in, in the, the backyard. backyard. Oh, in but the backyard. yeah, normally it's in the front yard of most Mexican households. <laughs> Not my grandma's. No, it's it my was grandma's also in the backyard of, of grandma's house. But the stereotypical like old Catholic lady with Virgin Mary. And I said no. It's not happening this season. I have but other things to do. She's the, she's the queen of projects. Like She'll be like, hey, Chris, can you come over and help me fix my phone? And I take my toolbox now because I know when I get there, she'll be like, can you hang this light? And can you change the outlet over here? And can you repaint my car? Like All of these things will happen when I get there to fix her phone. So mm-hmm. now when she asks me to fix her electronic devices, I usually make her come over here. So I don't have to go there and do extra projects because I don't allot time to spend two hours over there fixing shit. If she would say, hey, I got like five things I need you to do at the house, I would be more than happy to go do those five things. Because you'd set aside time for that. Which is what we did. Like a few weeks ago, she texted me and she's like, this weekend, I would really like for you to come over and do this project. And so we did. Now, the problem is, is she's got so much shit so Friday, we, I told you, we prepped everything, got it taped. Saturday, we got everything painted except for the baseboards. And then Sunday morning, I went over, painted the baseboards first thing. Well, Sunday morning's her morning to go over and be with her aunts. So she still did that. And then we So call we get her. done and we're like, we're done and we're ready to start putting some stuff back. Well, I guess I could come home or you guys could just go. So now I have to go over there again on Thursday. Oh, you do not. (laughs) You do not have to do that. That is your choice. Just like we did not have to help our friends Monday night either, but we did because we love our friends. Right. So And it was actually pretty easy. I will not go to your mom's this weekend because I have neglected my yard for three weeks. Because he still hasn't cut down the lilies. He still hasn't cut down the roses. I have to clean out my gutters and I got those little things to put in them. Because these gutters over here, now that we've got these great gutters, when we got our roof done, they still don't work because all the shit falls in them Uh, and clogs the downspout. So the water comes in, starts to go down. Just dams. Just freezes. Dams up and either starts to flood over on the porch or just at the end. So I've got some of those foam. I'm going to try the foam things to see if I can get it to keep the leaves out of the gutter. So if it does freeze, it freezes in the foam thing, but I don't think it'll be that bad. So Those stairs are a nightmare in the wintertime when it freezes. Well, because it pushes it over the edge right above the the porch. Yeah, because it backs up. Like, Right now, you can so you can see the gutter from our bedroom window, and half of the gutter. It's got water in it. It's full of leaves, and uh, the other half, when it when it's been moisture, it is full of water. Summer, so I, I just need to get something up there. Um, anyway, that's enough about remodeling. Um, Sean and Vanita's place is almost done. At least all the flooring we grouted most of the rest of it yesterday. Excited to see it when it's done. But you have big news. I do. So we finally got a new truck. We finally traded in the old truck and the old car uh, for a new truck, and I'm super excited. Jonathan's probably more excited than I am. <laughs> more than your dad's sweater. He hated the truck. He hated that old truck. I mean, he liked it, but he hated it all at the same time because it only fit three. And, and he always had to sit where the shifter was. Sit in the middle. It's called sitting bitch. Yep. I didn't want to say that in the presence of Heather because she might have got a, upset about it, but well, just it's definitely sitting bitch. Yeah. So he's excited. So it, it fits everybody. And actually, my insurance went down, and we've, we've we've been thinking about this for a while, planning on it for a while. So my insurance goes down, and gas on it will be more, but not having to gas two vehicles will actually save me money. So... In the long run, it's it's been a good thing, and like I said, we've been we've been working on it, looking, studying. I mean, I'm like Chris when it comes to things like that. I research the crap out of it, especially with something that's a big purchase like that. You're gonna be with it for years, yeah. Like 
10 to 20 years, you're yep. going to have this thing, hopefully. Um, yeah. Well, the lot, so the car that we traded in and the truck that we traded in, the car we've had for 13 years and the truck we've had for five. So not quite as long. Yeah, but the truck wasn't brand new for you guys. You got it from your dad. Yeah. Right? I got it from my dad to use as our, as our work truck mowing truck so this this new one will be my everything it'll be my work truck but also our mowing and all of the the other stuff and where where are those people that actually use trucks as trucks yeah you like all the time the bed gets scratched up because we throw shit in the back of our truck Uh uh-huh when we go places well and now you and john can be twinsies and and now you can take hannah's kayak on trips and not have to shove it in the van shove it in the van (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you guys could have gone up to bear lake with just the four of you Uh it would have been fine and yeah so that's a perfect example the four of us, easy peasy to go up to Bear Lake and now put the kayak in the back and then mm-hmm. still have room for stuff. And yeah, so we're excited. This has been a long time in, in the, the making to, to get it. So we're excited. And then Hannah, I know we've got, I know we've got a little bit of news to talk about in just a little bit, but I just want to say that Hannah had her interview at Peterson's farm today. How'd it go? Really well. Um, she should know in the next day or two. Did she said that she knows you. I told her. She could mention that. She should mention it. She because, should have mentioned both you and Jess. But because I, I'm t- tomorrow. I'm going to be doing some audio editing for Luke. So he, she didn't interview with Luke. That's the only thing. It was a a, a girl, Jen Jennifer was her name. It doesn't matter. She just said, "Hey, and my Jennifer dad, my dad name. has a podcast and interviewed He's on Luke, it. Farmer so Luke on she it. did put president of the FFA." She had put all that kind of stuff. So that was, so first she sent in her resume last. So is it to like work in their store or to do their hayride stuff? Uh-huh. Pumpkin patch and just all of that. Nice. So is it seasonal or? It's seasonal, but I know, I mean, they didn't tell her this, but I know, especially with seasonal work, if it works out, they'll keep you longer because they've got the pumpkin patch. Yeah, he does the slave thing in the summer, remember? Yeah. With the little children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he talked to us about that on the show, about people asking him to take their kids for, for, for the summer. This summer thing that he does. So it's the pumpkin patch right now, but if if it goes well and they're happy and she's happy, they do the Christmas trees Christmas tree right thing. after that. But they're open year-round, yeah. the little gift shop and the little produce. And so I know they've got people running the little story. And now that she's got her car and stuff, she mm-hmm. can get to him from work. Well, and she's and- 16, so she's old well, You guys live like fucking 10 minutes away on foot anyway. Yeah, but you don't want to be... They're on the other side of the... Of, There's an underpass. Yeah, I know, but walking, that would not be cool in the winter. But it's it's close. To you us. know, I mean, when I was a kid, we walked. <laughs> you know up what? Nobody cares. Both ways in the snow <laughs> to get to school. So she she's super excited because with all of the COVID mess, it's been tough to find jobs. Because when they shut everything down, all of the part time jobs that were available, the, the pe- people took over. So it's she struggled. She's applied to a lot of different things. Yeah, that's and, what Cassie was was worried about. And now just, she's got two different doggy daycares. That just think awesome. about this, though. Utah has, like, the best unemployment rate in the country. Right. So it's hard for her to find a job in the place with the best unemployment rate. So Jess did go help record over the weekend with Farmer Luke, and she did say that... My daughter would be has has applied. Oh, nice! And then nice. when when Hannah sent in her stuff, I I told her address it to Farmer Luke. So I think she's got a good chance being president of the Riverton yeah, FFA. Sure. I think then, that just that alone, I think, gives her probably a pretty good leg up. Yeah, that that's what she's going to school for, and so she's well. And I th- super. Th- that's what helped Cassie, like with the doggy daycare and stuff, is right. just. 
you know, she's got this biology background. She's going in to work with animals and stuff. So she got this job. She started working there. And then um, she... I hate it when you do that. It totally throws me I off. Gotta, I got to tell you guys when to wrap it up for a second. But then she, I guess she got recommended to another one. And so she interviewed with that one on Saturday. And so she was going to have to work for Amazon for a little bit. And now she thinks she can just work both of these. So. That's awesome. I really don't like you two sitting next to each other with no one else in the studio because you literally just turn and talk to Jeremy. The because whole time. you will just talk and interject and you just talk over the top of me when I was listening to it. No. I you just talk over me. I wasn't talking over you. I was providing background ambiance because I don't want to edit it in later. Ambiance. <laughs> See, no one thinks that's me talking over you. That's adding. To, it's like when I. So you were just telling me to stop talking and now you're talking. Yeah, exactly. So, that's how it works. Well, so we kind of lied, I guess, um, but not really, but we did. Uh, Jess is going to join us via Skype because. Um, the other show got canceled for the night because of power or something. I don't know. Technical difficulties. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, uh, she lost power, and they weren't sure when it's going to be restored. So we'll be recording next Wednesday. Fabulous. See, that's not interrupting or talking over them. It's just background noise. Fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) We got mad at me because I was doing background sound. Because I was talking, and he was like, (laughs) weird. Um, so we kind of all gave our little weekend stories, um, but you had a thing on here about driving through the avenues. Driving through. Oh, Was there a yeah. Like, avenues mm-hmm. drive or like where you just like no brakes yeah. coming down like E Street? <laughs> no. So I had a cake delivery on Friday um, for a peak client and they live on uh, K Street and 10th Avenue. And... Um, I drove up a week and a half ago because I had to go to Hatch Family Chocolates. So I had been in that part of the avenues, um, but this time was deeper. And like, I, I know that we've seen pictures on the news and stuff of the damage that was done by the windstorm, but to see it in person is it's chilling. Like I, I don't think unless you live in a spot where like, hurricanes and tornadoes happen on the regular that you would ever imagine driving down those streets and seeing still was it been three weeks now yeah, that's where the, that's where the hurricane of 99 hit too piles of of trees hurricane um, in 1999 yeah the tornado, tornado hit the avenues really hard yeah too. and so i and i did i went up by after i dropped off the cake because uh, they're like two blocks from the cemetery um i went up were pulled up so i couldn't see so i went to go pull in and the guy there was somebody like at the gate and he's like are you here for the funeral and i said no and he said they're not letting anybody drive through because because of all the trees that are down oh so no headstones necessarily no, there. Porter Rockwell's actually got knocked over and covered by a tree. <laughs> I know his, his for mind, sure. Saith the Lord. <laughs> um, but I'm not. I'm not sure about other ones. I know that as I drove around, I stopped and pulled over and took some pictures because it is. It's bonkers. It is going to take a long time to clean that stuff up. Pioneer or Liberty Park yet? But I know like one of the shitting trees in Pioneer Park's gone now. Well, and when we drove to Roy, no, was it, where did Brandy and Mark live? Layton? Layton. When we drove to Layton, um, we had to go it. through the town, ta- like Google had us go through. Like Kaysville. Yeah, so. instead of just on the freeway. And 
that was my first up close experience. I know what you're mean, like to actually look at how big some of these trees are because you see the picture and you're like, Oh yeah, that's really big. But then when you drive past and like the tree is uprooted, that's higher than your car is just so surreal. Like it, it just makes your heart hurt. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's pretty bonkers. So I just need to know which tree is going to be the new shitting tree. Because the one in the center of Pioneer Park where, like, the food truck stuff was for the market, that one's gone. You can put, like, a – maybe you can make a sign and a sign. be like, <laughs> a shit this is, this is there's the another only – There's another one on the edge of the park on, like, the south uh, – or, yeah, the southwest corner, like, mm-hmm. over in that area. It's on the actually on the west side of the park, like, three trees in. There's That's another shitting tree. How do you know this? Because I see it's human very running down the tree from about squatting level down <laughs> to the ground. It is not dog poop that I'm seeing. I'm surprised that you look exactly like, where the tree is. It's traumatizing. It's three trees in on the left. Look, when you see human shit up against a tree in a public park, you remember that stuff. And the one in the center <laughs> of the park, I, I kid you not, I'm telling the story about finding shit against a tree to someone, and I turned and look down at my feet and there's a pile of shit next to my feet and it's not dog shit and you just can follow it right up to where it like rolled down the bark from some fucking homeless person shitting in the tree. I know we've talked about this before several times. But that tree You're is gone. obsessed with it. I'm just saying that tree is gone. That very specific tree is gone that shaded the food area. Maybe that it's time for change. Tree. Yeah, it's that's time what, for change. That's what uh, nature's telling us. Mother Nature's <laughs> like, you better change, bitches. You better fucking change, because oh. I'm changing. Well, I'm they real. took away the train. Now what are people supposed to do? The train's gone. The trees are gone. What? The pooping train. Oh, the caboose? Yeah. The <laughs> I know that's been the gone shabo- for a while. But... The shaboose? <laughs> the shaboose is still at the park in Green River. The shaboose. But people don't shit in it anymore because there's too many people at that park. The park that it used to be at, like it used to be a dead park, but Bree drove past it with me when we were in Wyoming last time. And it's it's a busy park. There's a lot of stuff there. Now there's always people over there. Well, you were talking to your brother about it, and he said that they... No one shits in anymore, because there's too many people there now. <laughs> and they have bathrooms there, I think, so... Um, that probably solved it more so than being people. Yeah, and actually, speaking of the cemetery, um, I don't know who put this on here, but um, Arlington Cemetery, not the cemetery here. I did. Um, but but uh, Seraph Young, we talked about her forever ago. Um, she was know, one she of was our the, first infamous or famous Utahns for the year. Um, she, first of the year. she was the first uh, woman to actually cast a ballot in, in an election anywhere, right? Not just Utah, but in the whole country. Correct. I, shouldn't I say believe anywhere. so. I believe Cause, so. Because maybe some other country beat us to like, you know, giving women some rights. I don't know. Yeah. We are pretty. Most other countries have beat us to things like that. Mm, I don't know about women. So rights. progressive countries. Yeah, women are pretty much second-class citizens everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Like, you can, like, look at, like, soccer. Pretty much it's France, the U.S., and Korea. South Korea, to be more specific, that actually give a shit about the women. And have, like, women's leagues. Most other countries don't. It's, it's usually pretty bare bones. Because it's still very much, like, women are subservient to the men everywhere. Thank you, religion. Not in this house. No, that's true. I'm not subservient. She's not subservient to me. <laughs> Anyways, they changed. They Her name was spelled wrong on the yeah, headstone. And 
one of the I can't remember her name, but um, I believe she's with um, the um, Better Utah 2020 that we've had on. Um, basically, wrote letters and finally was able. I think it was changed yesterday or today, and so she yeah, has been in work since like March, right? Yeah, but canceled due to COVID, like everything else. Yeah, which so that's totally cool. Were they able to just fix it, or did they have to replace the headstone? No, they replaced it. They gave her a new stone. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, and Peterson's pumpkin patch stuff's going on? Uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, so it starts the 1st of October, and it's going to be um, more toned down, uh, you know, because COVID. So they're not going to have nice. their... Corn maze, um, they're not going to do the bounce houses, but they still have the patch. They still have the market. They still have um, the hay rides. They've expanded, so now they have two trailers. They've got um, the, swing, those, the swings on the truck. Did you see that when you were there, Jess? Um, no, it was like 9 o'clock at night and dark. Oh, so, so they've got an old <laughs> like 1940s type truck there, and they've got a... A swing built on it. It's kind of cool. It's a little bit difficult to explain, but that's it's kind of cool. So I, I, I've since they're just around the corner for me. We, we've been watching them set up, and they've got quite a few pumpkins out there already. Oh and yeah, think, they have tons. And also, they are looking for good seasonal people. So if anybody knows anyone, like Jeremy's just, daughter who applied, we talked yes. about that. I thought about applying as well, but we'll see. So, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, I, I was talking to these guys. You weren't here because you're not here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think maybe next week we want to do a special haunted house edition where we review all the haunted houses that are open and maybe talk about each of their uh, alterations because most of them are still going to open. Um, they would be probably not in business if they didn't. But they're well, all. I have, have a lot of news about that, so. This is great. Perfect. Yeah, we'll use so, that next. Week. Yeah, I think I think we'll talk in depth about that next week. Um, but important to know, most of them are open now. Asylum Forty Nine is open, right? That's I know you just talked to Kim. Yeah. So I just got off the phone with Kim, who um, we interviewed actually two years ago, which is crazy already. Holy cow! It's been um, two years. Yeah, but so Kim Anderson is one of the owners of Asylum Forty Nine, and and I kind of wanted to know, like, what. They're, what they had to change because it was full contact and um, he they've done a lot of changes there um, in addition to just um, updating for COVID so they're checking for temperatures um, you know all their makeups for portion, their things. masks you know all, all of those things um, but this year is the first year that they ha- are doing no contact and he said that it actually was really good because the contact they felt had kind of plateaued. Um, and they were kind of looking the last couple of years how to get away from that. But there really wasn't a way to kind of transition out of it. So this was a good a good time. And he said the benefit of it, he said, yes, people like the contact. But they also were alienating a lot of people that maybe like, you know, the wife wanted to come and have full contact, but maybe the husband didn't. And so they didn't come at all. And so now this is an opportunity. And he said that they are already having, they've been open two weekends and this there, he said their numbers are awesome. He said they haven't spent 
um, tons of money on marketing just because they weren't sure like what was going to be happening. But he said the, the, hopefully the name is carrying them and, um, they've added new, some new themes. So like the, they've done a shining theme, um, an American story, uh, Hannibal, um, they just, they really, he said they just really kind of wanted to like take this back to their roots which includes getting away from the full contact. And he said that locally, and and I can talk a little bit more about this next week since we're going to delve into the haunted house thing, but um, all the haunted houses are getting together. And um, actually it'll be good because the news article should be out about it Uh, and just figuring out ways to make it happen because the state wants them to shut down because they're all indoors. And so, so we'll see what happens, but it sounds like everything's awesome. Ticket prices are the same. It's $25. Um, bounce back all week instead of just on a couple of days. But he sounded really, really positive. So that Good, cool. is awesome. So he just said get out and support these haunts because um, many across the nation, including them, live season to season. And yeah. there are this, many that I mean, have already closed. So. If- if they don't do good enough to carry themselves, they'll just be done. Don't, yes, don't and we're not talking like closed for a season. We're talking permanently closed. Yeah, this, this so, is it. So, I mean, yeah. if you think – the good news is they've had six to seven months to really prepare knowing the whole time this isn't going away, right, and, and trying to figure out ways to be creative to make sure that they can still operate safely. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that, I think, in depth next week because I, I – I love haunted houses, um, and I think it's uh, important that we support, especially all the great local ones we have. So we'll talk about that more uh, next week, I think. Um, uh, but I think for now, Jeremy has a calendar. Oh yeah, days. we haven't done a calendar for a couple weeks. <laughs> we haven't done we haven't done the day calendar. <laughs> I noticed like X ninety six in the morning. Bill's now reading stuff like this, and I'm like, we did that first, motherfucker. <laughs> You're stealing the best radio show in Salt Lake City is stealing our content. Stealing our content. Other truckers. No. All right, so we're gonna start with the thirtieth because that's the day this will post. The thirtieth, we have chewing gum day. Oh, Lagoon doesn't have any more chewing gum on their rides. They pulled all that shit off the walls. There's no more. Like, Spider Ride used to have all that chewing gum. It's gone. It's disappointing. I never, I never saw that. It was a good place to get chewing gum. <laughs> free gum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that wall in Seattle, free gum. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of wall of gum on that wall. Uh, hot Mold Cider Day. Oh, mold. Oh, mold. mold. As you were saying, I thought you said yeah. mold. Hot mold. Hot mold. Hot moldy cider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love people day. I don't love people. Mud pack day. Not quite sure what mud pack. Not fudge pack. Not fudge okay. packing. Mud packing. And then women's health and fitness day. Okay, so October 1st. Fire pup day. Pup? Fire pup day. That's when you light your dogs on fire. Get new ones. <laughs> Hair day. They're really stretching for days at this point. <laughs> Homemade cookie day. That's not bad. It could be a good one. Uh, the second body language day. Can you read the this body language? Body, body language? language. <laughs> Is that a good body language? That's a good body language. That's what I'm doing, right here. Custodial workers recognition day. So hug your janitor. No, don't. It's COVID time. Oh, that's true. Oh, so Fire Pup Day is uh, 
it recognizes canine firefighters. Oh, so Dalmatians. It says, while Dalmatians' origin is unknown, their use in firehouses began... Yeah, it's yeah down, fi- firehouses and Dalmatians made Dalmatians become one of the dumbest fucking dogs on the planet because they were overbred into, like, complete stupidity. And they're so hyper because they I had one. dumb as shit now. Yeah. Hyper. Hyper, hyper, hyper. You know what the next dog on that list is, though? Golden Doodles. Golden Doodles. They are so fucking dumb and hyper, too. <laughs> Uh, fried scallops day. Do you like fried scallops? Mm, I love scallops. Fried scallops, so that's Fuck, good. I love scallops. Manufacturing day. Don't do enough of that anymore. Name your car day. You gotta speed these up. These aren't that great. Produce misting day. Misting? <laughs> yeah, you know when you're at the grocery store and you hear the... <laughs> and you see all his, the mist yep, with the produce? It has its own day. Okay, so the third. Boyfriend day and techie day. Mm. Techie. Okay, Sunday, Golf Lover's Day, Taco Day, and Vodka Day. Taco Day is well, not Sunday. I could get Sunday. behind Vodka Day. Everyone knows it's Taco Tuesday. It says it's Taco Sunday. No, it's wrong. Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Taco Sunday. Oh, my God. That's exactly what it is. National Produce Misting Day recognizes the innovation of keeping fruits and vegetables fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Okay, so next Monday, Apple Betty Day. Child Health Day. No health for the child. Consignment Day. Do Something Nice Day. Get Funky Day. And Rhode Island Day. These days are unimpressive to me. Next Tuesday, German American Day. Mad Hatter Day. Noodle Day. Orange Wine Day. We might need to be done with this calendar. This has just been really You know what? You need to stop. I like listening to it. You know what the second is? It's a full moon. Can you just stop being so disappointing? Oh, yeah. And there's two full moons in October. The harvest moon. By the way, it's also plus size appreciation day. Woohoo! That's for me. And then for the month of October, American Cheese Month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I thought we needed to be done with the calendar. Eat better. I can turn your mic off, woman. Halloween Safety Month. I'm just me because month. Pizza month. Popcorn popping month. Positive attitude month. So skating month. I have a fucking positive attitude, asshole. On Sunday, we can have taco pizza. And vodka. And seafood month. Taco pizza. Taco pizzas. Sounds awesome. That's gross. And vodka. Domino's used to make it. I think it was a, the taco pizza. It no, was they a, just brought it back, actually. Did they really? Because yeah. I know it was a very like regional thing. Um, I had a lady... Um, tried to order a, a, like a taco pizza years ago here, and they were like, "What's that?" She's like, "It's ground beef." It's a pizza with taco cheddar cheese, ground beef. It. No, it's not taco seasoning. It's well, just it's ground beef, and then they just add like lettuce and tomato to the top of it, like fresh lettuce and tomato. It's like what? Yeah, it's like. So your your job then, Chris, is to find us a better calendar for next year. I'll work on. I thought that. Look, it, I just think. <laughs> By the end of the year, they're run out of All good the good days weeks. are gone. Because there's some really good ones earlier in the year, but this was a really disappointing week of days. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. There there are much better That's days. concern. But maybe because it's towards the end of the year and there's so many holidays between pagan holidays and the ones that... <laughs> That, so there is an American Beer Day coming up. To, See, that's a good day. So that's coming up later on this See, month. I don't think that's a good day. This calendar needs but, to go. But... Your job, Chris, is to find us a better calendar for next year. Okay, I found that calendar. Well, Bree and I did jointly. So we'll get it like the second week of January when they're all on sale. So see if you can find us something better for next year. 
That's the best time to go to the mall and get a calendar. They're all on sale like the week after the first <laughs> of January because they're all in those little pop-up stores in the malls that are trying to get rid of all their shit. Um. Oh, so um, uh, today another event. Um, I don't know if it matters to people in Utah, but I'm going to tell people anyway. Uh, OurDivorce.com, the guy that we talked to like a month ago, Tom Milligan, I think is his name. Uh, but anyway, there. Remember he said they're going to bring up states slowly, one by one. Yeah. He was telling me today they are live as of two o'clock this afternoon with all fifty states. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, because I thought he said it was. It's going to take them like a month or two to, to, like, so to start moving to like start. additional states. Well, so the the video, no, the TikTok he said video, three months. He was like three yeah, months. Like he's like in a couple of weeks, we'll open up this state and then we'll open up this state. He's like had a plan. But what he was telling me is they have like the, the thing that happened on TikTok where they went completely viral and had like <laughs> a million views in like a day and a half. What are they up to now? Any idea how many views on that? I don't know. But now, see, now I saw some videos uh, that because I, I follow them because I was like, wow, that's like crazy that you're shit blew up that much in a day but uh-huh. now they have some influencers that are like duetting that that video and being like oh. i wish we had this like people that have like 500,000 600,000 followers followers duetting his video which in tiktok terms that like splits the screen into and his video will be on the side and they'll oh, yeah, copy here. it and you're playing their like you're, video. yeah and you're either commenting or just reacting to and it so they've got like he's got like influencers that are talking about you know, it sucks. I got a divorce six years ago or like my friend's getting a divorce. We need this. Like one of them was like, and TikTok isn't just in Utah. So no. And so like he blew up that fast. They've, they've moved their price up. They thought they would be at one ninety nine for the entire first month. Uh-huh. They've been at two ninety nine for the last week and they're in all 50 States. And I think the price is going to go up again. Cause they were just, look, this is this so dude, it's, it's self-service. Is so I think we forgot to mention that before. This is just a self-service yeah, divorce. It's like total tax. It's total yeah, tax for divorces. Yeah, and, and, and like we, when we t- like, I didn't quite grasp like this guy really put it all on the line to do this, right? Like he quit a really successful career, just quit to do this because he thought this was something that was so needed, uh, right. and created this site and this experience for people that. Apparently, it's just burning like wildfire now. It's fantastic. I probably shouldn't say that given the fact that Mill Creek's closed, but <laughs> all the fires right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, but so it's, really, really again, it's just a good spe- It's a good, a good resource. And, you know, sometimes it just takes that aha moment for somebody to see, you know, a company maybe they're comfortable with because nobody wants to go talk to a lawyer. Like, you know, that also takes a lot of work. And these guys have simplified all of that. And pay them 13 grand plus. Yeah. So 300 bucks, you know, 299, that's nothing compared to 13 grand. And that's, that's, has anybody seen their billboards yet? Just you live out there. I have no reason to go down South anymore. Um, So I actually haven't been driving that way. for like a month so i should probably drive down that way just to take a look <laughs> anyway, I, I thought that was I cool i think i know what bend it's on in lehigh so i just need to remember to drive that way instead of taking one of the back roads that's a pretty cool story i mean they're not the only ones so like it's funny because we've had a lot of people on the show like even dat fam who was one of our very first guests years ago talking mm-hmm. about pretty bird and then i gave him shit for like a year and a half as they couldn't get pretty bird open but that's okay. one of the 
busiest, most popular well, restaurants. Well, they have two locations now. Yeah, now they've expanded. And it's one of the busiest restaurants in Salt Lake City. Like That's really cool when we interview people and... And then their business just explodes. Takes off. It's because they're on this show. I, Wait, that's is the second like. one open? I don't think it's open yet. I don't think I it's, don't open, think it's open, yet, open yet. Yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. So if you want to be successful in your business to pop, you just need to come, <laughs> come on, on our, our show, show. and and it'll and give it some time. <laughs> yep. It'll it'll take off, man. It'll take off. Yes. Um, the you power know. of fake radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You guys, in four years, we've only had one business close that's been on our show. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. It was the last course, so that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. It's uh, pretty good stuff. And I mean, only to have one restaurant closed given COVID even is pretty impressive. So uh, one of my favorite tea shops that I follow just announced their closing up in Park City. So that's sad. That is too bad. Um, let's talk about some businesses that uh, continue to thrive even during COVID. Um, so we're, <laughs> we're, this is our famous Utah week. And we're going to talk about... Um, Covey, the, the Covey family, and in particular Stephen Covey, I think, is where we're going to spend most of our time. Um, and we'll we'll get into it later. But Stephen Covey wrote several self help books. Uh, one which you've probably heard of, called the Seven Habits, Habits of, of Highly Effective People. Yes, that that's the book. <laughs> that that book. This kind of how I got the idea to talk about the rest of this on the show. That book is used in damn near every MLM. Uh, out there. They all give that book or advise their people to read that book. And MLMs are particularly big in the state of Utah. So I thought we could take some time this week and actually talk about uh, MLM. I should specify what this is. So MLM, which is multi-level marketing, um, which actually the MLM community really hates that term and they call themselves direct sales organizations. But essentially, it's pyramid schemes. Um, and that's probably got another negative connotation to it. Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you think like Amway, but beyond that, you have to think of things like Mary Kay. Like when you think mm-hmm. of Mary Kay or you think of Tupperware, yeah, Tupperware. You, you don't think of them as being horrific companies that prey on people. Avon. Avon. Because they're, they're not necessarily all bad. But they all work in a similar fashion where you have this corporate entity or this individual up at the top and they have a product that they want to sell. And they sell that instead of creating a brick and mortar store or distributing to brick and mortars like Walmart. Instead, they have an organization that they start to build underneath them to sell products. And so the reason it's referred to as a pyramid scheme sometimes uh, is you have all the time. the person at the top, <laughs> the person at the top is really not selling any of their stuff. Underneath them, they have distributors. Underneath those distributors, and those distributors are people like us. Like I could be a distributor for them, but that distributor also probably not Mary Kay. Probably not because women don't like me that much. I could do the <laughs> sleepover thing though, the woman's like uh, sex toy thing. Oh the yeah, the, thing. Uh, <laughs> um, that would be fun, and I'm sure if you showed up to do the sleepovers... I'm sure that would be very welcome in a room full of women. That would go, and the husbands... No, no, there's no husbands allowed for that. No, I'm saying they'd be way into that. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so but then the people that are distributing can also have people in what's called their downline or their downstream, but basically they get distributors underneath them, and the way it works is you get all the way down to the bottom, and those are the people that are finally actually selling stuff on the regular, and then the people above them, you get enough people under you selling stuff... You don't actually have to sell anything anymore. You're selling the ability to sell, 
and you get a chunk of that in commission. Yeah. So you get a commission off everybody under you, and everybody over you gets a commission off off of you and everyone and everyone below them. So if you're high enough up, you make a lot of money. Well, that's the problem, right? Because a lot of these companies don't really have much of a product. There are some that really have no product or have bullshit snake oil. Like I'm sorry if you, I'm sorry if you believe that oils, essential oils will change your life. Cool, you got to believe in something. I think you're fucking cuckoo batshit crazy, but a lot of them are oil companies. But like I said, there's Mary Kay, there's Avon, there's Tupperware, there's a lot of companies that you don't necessarily think about are these direct sales or multi-level marketing. Uh, entities. Utah is like the mecca for them. Utah County in particular. Um, There are tons of gigantic (laughs) ones. And these companies make buku bucks, like billion dollar companies that are that are built this way. They're like a cult. Let's let's call it what it is. But there's a lot of reasons why they exist. Is is unique an MLM? Um, I don't know. I think, I it, think is. it is. It is. It, it probably is. Let me, I've got a huge list of them. How, how do you spell it? Unique. Y-O-U-N-I-Q. Yeah. N-I what? Makeup. Y-O-U-Nique. Uh, I don't see it as being in Utah, so maybe not. It, well, they have a location just in Lehigh. They just built yeah. a brand new massive building. But maybe that's why, because this list, this in, in pros list that I've got is MLM companies or direct sales companies. Uh, 119 of them that have home-based uh, business opportunities listed in each other, meaning that they, they list as companies here. So they might be here and not be totally listed yet. Mm-hmm. But I want to go through some of the top ones. Um, and these are ones that are like super successful. You've probably heard of most of them. And these ones are based in Utah County. It's not in your paper because this was a slideshow um, out of uh, the Provo Daily Herald. Uh, but New Skin. Because New Skin is headquartered in Provo, and it is fucking massive. Um, I used to have a friend whose mom did New Skin. At New Skin, New Skin has branched into tons of additional products now. Um, they used to start as like a, um, I don't remember what, but now basically they're they're like uh, personal care. Uh, I mean, it was personal care and dietary supplements, but now they do a lot of like like corporate um, merchandise crap things. Yeah. Uh, doTERRA is another huge one, um, founded in 2008. That's one of the snake oil companies that sells essential oils. I did a home for Well, interesting like enough, positive. the very, the very top news story, if you type in like Utah current MLMs, the most recent story is that a young, young living, which is Do- doTERRA, um, spinoff or vice versa. I can't remember which one came first, but one had employees go to the other and create it. Um, mm-hmm. That the CEO downplays is downplaying the pandemic after one of her own employees died. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised because peppermint oil doesn't cure COVID, guys. It doesn't cure COVID, no. But you better believe sure. that they. This is the thing. The, these MLMs. I'll, I'll keep reading some company names in a second. But these MLMs, the people that I, I've been to their conferences uh, in other capacities, um, and the people drink the Kool Aid. They mm-hmm. all. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. They're sold. They're not. They're not trying to sell something they don't use and don't believe in. They all hardcore believe in it. So they put the oil on their cereal. They bathe in it. I, I'm not even joking. I'm not yep. even joking. Um, there's Marinda, which is a Tahitian noni. That's a big one, right? It's mm-hmm. a superfood. Supposed to be a superfood. Yep. Food. 
Um, what did they used to be known as? I think they changed their name. There was another Noni one, um, Zango. Maybe that's what Miranda is now, is, is what Zango used to be, because Zango basically went bankrupt, I think. There's, Zango used to be the kit sponsor for RSL. That's true. Uh, and they had some massive problems at the top. There's Anyways, uh, which is down in Springville, and their personal care products and nutritional supplements and cleaning products. Um, and they actually manufacture out of Salem, Utah. So they make their products here. Um, there's Young Living, which Jess just talked about. Um, they have a whole bunch of farms here, but they also have all kinds of stuff globally. And that's the other thing with these MLMs. They're big headquartered in Utah, but they have arms across the globe. Chris, is USANA on your list? Um, I don't think it's in the 13, but USANA is a, as an so MLM. USANA, yeah, USANA is probably, I would say, the largest worldwide uh, MLM that exists. When I was flying somewhere, um, I don't remember which trip it was mm. on, um, my whole entire um, uh, area uh, that I was sitting at the airport was all people from Korea that had just come from the conference here. Yeah. And they were like top sellers. Like, and they were that- trying to recruit me, but I couldn't drink the oil. So... That's you're just supposed to rub it on your temples. Not oh your right, head. right, right. That was probably Sorry. what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they all have big conventions here, oftentimes too. Huge. No, uh, every year it's yeah, huge. But but uh, that obviously probably not happening right now. Uh, Nature Sunshine is another big one, um, as you can guess. <laughs> that's uh, health supplements. supplements. Yes. Um, oh yeah, unique. That's that's on this list. Yeah. Um, so they are a cosmetic and beauty supply company. Yeah, I think you said yeah, that. I knew that. Um, so uh, close to my heart, which is uh, scrapbooking supplies. Thrive Life. Thrive is a really big one. Thrive is um, huge. They're little patches, help patches. Yeah. Uh, shelf Reliance. Um, so they do like food storage stuff, and, and uh, that's that's a lot of Thrives too. Uh, Jamberry uh, is down in Linden. Uh, they do I didn't know finger- that was based here. Yeah, they do uh, the fingernail wraps, yep. uh, like like um, gel fingernail things. Uh-huh. Instead of going to a salon, you you put those on yourself. Huh. Uh, Unicity, um, which is uh, weight loss crap and green tea. That green tea company is uh, based down in Orem. There's Forever Green, which is another nutritional supplement and weight loss company in Linden. Uh, you're seeing a, a trend here. These are all Utah County. Uh, if you drive the corridor I-15 down in Utah, that's like they line the freeway. All the big business buildings, all the big corporate buildings you see there, those are pretty much. That's why I was asking about Unique, is they have a huge building. Uh, Where did you say it was, Jess? Is it Nephi? Which one? Yannick? It's just right north. It's just right north of Thanksgiving Point. Uh, Zija International, that's where Zango went. So Zango joined uh, Zija, um, which is. And that's uh, in Pleasant Grove. Yeah, it's actually Lehigh technically, I think, is what they said. Yeah, that's what they say is technically it's in Lehigh. But those are just the ones, and those are the big, the really big ones that are in Utah County. <laughs> in the state of Utah, there are 119 registered MLM companies. That means the company itself is registered here. That doesn't include everyone else. So the, the question is, why Utah, right? And so I, I actually printed a couple of articles about why Utah, Um there's a, there's a couple things that it really kind of boils boils down to. Um, one is the Mormons, a big one. Like 
that's a huge part of it. So Mormon culture in general. So one of the big things is is the stay at home mentality for moms, right? So that's still something that's very, very pervasive in Mormon culture. Um, it's a it's a single income household or a stay at home mom, because when you have seven to ten kids, mom really can't work. You can't afford child care. But being able to make money on the side by running your own business out of your home and selling oil to all of your neighbors and telling them that peppermint oil will cure the chicken pox that their kid has. <laughs> that's Seriously, though, that's a way for mothers to make money and still be able to be stay-at-home moms. It was the same thing with Tupperware in the 70s and 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I don't think that they're – I'm not, actually not even sure where it's based. I thought it was based here, but – um, LuLaRoe is like a huge one and they're like the clothing, like clothing. And there was some pretty damning articles. Yeah. LuLaRoe's uh, fucked up over the last year because you have to buy into your product. Like, and that's, that's not, part of it. that's not the same for all of these, at least not at that level. LuLaRoe is really fucked because you do have to buy into your product and it's like a subscription essentially and they just yeah. send you shit and you have to sell it and you don't get to pick what you what you get sent to you. You just get sent shit and you got to sell it. And so LuLaRoe has been in a lot of hot water for the kinds of shit they're doing. Like I don't I don't want to call LuLaRoe out as a, as a good company, by the way, even though they are a multi-level marketing company. I think they prey on people. It's like Tupperware that is freaking awesome after a million years. Yeah. Yeah. You can drive it over with a van and it won't break. (sighs) I love my Tupperware (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Well, Tupperware is a great brand. Except for when your roommates turn on the the disposal and it eats your measuring spoons, then it's not. I think think the biggest thing is the top. The top-down structure, because the, the, the whole concept of the top-down structure, if you step back and you look at the LDS Church, that is how the LDS Church is set up. People above you know more than you, and you're not really supposed to question it. Everybody pays upwards, and the money goes up. That's how their entire culture is structured. Yeah, and this is... The thing is, like, there's been a bunch of articles written on it, and like one of the ones that we have that came out of the Religion News Service actually focuses a lot on the culture of the Mormon Church uh, and why it breeds these type of companies. And we can talk about the they give like ten points. I think it's really easy to to go through. So stay at home moms is is one for sure. Um, in 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 sal, insularity. I can't say that damn word. <laughs> um, but basically, Mormons are really trusted. They want to believe that the people they talk to are are good and not lying to them and telling them the truth. And they buy into this, this mentality. They buy into the fact that, Hey, this is a, uh, you know, this is a good product. This will actually work for you. And so they're like, sweet. So I'm going to start using it. And then I'm, I might as well sell it because I'm using so much of it. I will start selling it to my friends. And so it just kind of breeds that whole structure. Um, so, um, this this next one says money is a blessing. Mormon Mormon may not Mormons may not know what the phrase prosperity gospel means, but many believe in the principles that if someone has money, then they should be blessed by God. Yeah, the more money you have, the more God favored you. Yeah, and and, and so they're just trying to make more money. So, well, and so those around you that have more money, it's because they're better people. That's what I usually think. <laughs> um, Easy Mobile is hanging out with me. <laughs> uh, so. This is true. Easy mobilization, right? Like Mormons have a built-in network. They've got church. 
They've got a uh-huh. ward. They have a community, especially in Utah, a tight knit community around them of people that they can naturally talk to. I don't go to a church. I have a relatively small group of friends and a slightly larger group of, of friend acquaintances. And none of us are going to buy your shit, so don't buy No, it. because you guys aren't idiots. <laughs> but, like, but like, if you think, just think about your wife. Think about Heather. Oh, you yeah. know, she goes to church. She's got this community at church that she has unfettered access to at least once a week. And in a lot of cases, they're super close. Right. Like, they're your neighbors. And in, unlike in most areas, like, we know all our neighbors, but we don't talk to them. I don't fucking care. I don't know my neighbors. I, I know most of their names. I've said hi to them. I'll wave to them. But I don't go talk to them. But in the Mormon communities, they talk to each other. They talk to each other every week. And some, like, they're fucking hanging out all the time, which I think is weird, but it's kind of cool, I guess. Um, also, door to door experience. <laughs> Mormons go on missions. Oh, for yeah. And they're not afraid. So that they, and look, this is the thing about the Mormon church that you have to understand. Being a missionary is just selling something. You're selling your religion to someone that can't even fucking speak English half the time. Uh, and you're selling a story and you have to be a good salesman because you're not just selling like some 2000 year old story like the Catholics do or 4000 year old story mm-hmm. like the Jews do. You're selling a story that's like 200 years old and Tops. pretty hard to believe and pretty fucking insane. But to be clear, every religious story is pretty fucking insane, right? Like none of the, like, an ark, really? You fucking saved two of every animal on the planet and fucking floated around for three months? So why the hell did they save mosquitoes? <laughs> well, mosquitoes could fly. That's they were true. just there. They didn't do it on purpose. Spiders? Yeah, No. They had just stowed in the thing. What <laughs> Cockroaches, do you do? You can't stop them. The yeah. list goes on. Worms. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, my, my point Worms is... Worms are useful for your soil farmer, man. The LDS church, like the Catholic church, they have a different kind of mission. Like the Catholic church doesn't go door to door. Jehovah's Witness uh, Mormons, they go to door to door. They knock on your door. They say, hey, have you heard the word of God? Let me sell you on my religion. So they have two years of hard, like this is hard sales training. The Catholics are like Walmart. You know where they are. If you want something, you know where to get it. (laughs) And they're open all the time. Um, So it says the personal touch, and it says Mormons are used to hearing testimonials and connecting to that deeper truth. So... Most of these MLMs, that's one of the things they, they teach you is give that testimonial of yourself. Like, I use this product. I lost 20 pounds because I drank green tea for three weeks. It's also because you starved yourself, bitch, but that's a different story. As right? soon as you start eating, you're going to balloon back up. <laughs> um, they, they, Mormons believe in big claims, uh, and, and they have big, grandiose, like we said, kind of crazy religious and ideas. And they don't need proof. And so <laughs> they tend to believe the people around them. Like Jeremy said, the top-down structure uh, is one of them. Um, they're naive. Mormons generally, and this is a problem that we have in the state of Utah, we are prone to scams because of the naivety, because of all these same things. We're very prone to scams. <laughs> Sorry. Because you're told, but it's true. You're told to it listen. is. No, that's why I'm laughing. You're told to listen to your leaders. They know better than you. They're going to tell you what to do. <laughs> Don't question it. Well, and that's the last one, which is skimming the surface. They're taught to not ask hard questions, to the, the just be led to where they want to lead you. And so, um, but like um, the, the author of this article was talking about how big of a problem it is here that Dallin Oaks back in, in the 80s 
actually wrote a book called um, I don't remember what it was uh, called. Especially susceptible to materialism. Yeah, that people members of the church were that. So because they could see they're getting scammed by other people and they're taking their money. Yeah, constantly getting scammed. I mean, look at uh, like look at some of the even in recent history in the last like ten years. Who is that guy that bilked all the Mormons out of their money? Um, um, There's been some, a couple of them. The yeah, big they Ponzi like, scheme. Yeah, the big, they do a bunch of Ponzi schemes like, hey, invest in this and blah, 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 and then they lose There's, all their money. So that big castle house up in Draper, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I first sell right now? It, well, yeah, the guy who built it was that, that big that Ponzi dude. scheme okay. guy that went to prison. That, For bilking his church members out of all of their money? Out of millions, yeah. yeah. And they just spend it. They don't have any of it afterwards. Um so yeah, it's so it's kind of crazy. Um, so it definitely has a lot to do with the culture and the missionaries. Also, the reason that these things can spread out of Utah and into global reaches is a lot of these companies like New Skin and DoTerra that have big corporate offices here. Well, when people call to ask questions, guess what? We have an abundance of in the state multilingual multilingual individuals that went on mission and speak language well, immersion language fluently. like josh last week who we interviewed who speaks mongolian yeah where the hell are you gonna find that so when when <laughs> when doTERRA In mongolia when doTERRA wants to go to korea and wants to infiltrate korea and start selling products infiltrate to, yes that's exactly what i said penetrate is that better when they want to go to a place like South Korea and start selling product and creating these giant networks in Korea, who better to answer questions than a Mormon missionary that speaks Korean or a, or a return missionary that speaks Korean that can work in their corporate office and as sold an shit for two years? Yeah, th- and can answer questions and push back and sell to these people, regardless of and and that's the same globally. That's why these companies well, that's right. Are Call so centers big. are so big in Utah. But all of these companies have very specifically the, these sorts of things built there just so that they can sell. I remember when I was in college, um, recruiters for all kinds of places would come to the U and have their recruiter days who were specifically looking for return missionaries who spoke languages to, to push their things. And they, some of them were getting great jobs. I had a friend who they sent to like head up a pipeline in like Saudi Arabia because he spoke I don't know one of the languages in that area, and he got a really high-paying job, like when the rest of us were suffering through college. So there was an article. This was from KUTV a few years back, um, but they were talking to the the then um, corporate relations VP at DoTerra. Uh, her name is, or his name was Kirk Jowers, um, but he said it would be very difficult for DoTerra to experience the success it's had in any other state. Um, they boast more than 50,000 doTERRA consultants in the state of Utah alone. Um, uh, wellness advocates is what doTERRA calls them. So think about that. 50,000 people are selling products in the state of Utah for doTERRA. But he said... Sean we're, Miriam. We're able to... What? Oh, Sean that, oh yeah, the, the Ponzi was, guy. Yeah, he was the Ponzi dude. But he says, we are able to run a global office out of Utah with 1,900 employees communicating in literally more than 100 languages. So it makes it really easy for them to sell across the globe because they 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 exist uh, to you know be able to talk to these people and sell to them. It's really crazy. I, like it's 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 mind boggling how many we have. Um, and the other thing is, you know, it's all about 
It's all Start. about the money, money, money. What is it? You don't need it's, your money. <laughs> <laughs> it's about starting your own business too, right? Like, yes, so being if an you entrepreneur. Become, if you become a consultant for doTERRA or like LipSense is another one, um, you know, and you start selling these products, you set up a business. And so now the stuff that you buy to sell becomes tax deductible. So you have product, you get to deduct. I mean, it's just like what, what Jeremy and I do for our own personal businesses. There's, there's a lot. The tax code in the U.S. is set up for small business owners. So if you have your own business, which is what this provides, then you end up in a situation where you can take full advantage of U.S. tax law and be able to get, uh, you know, refunds and and credits in in places that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, so, look, not all MLMs are bad. Clearly, we're we're all big fans of Tupperware. Bree loves Mary Kay. I think she's finally getting away from it. Uh, a little bit just because it's become more difficult for her to get Mary Kay because her hookup is, is, uh, her, her dealer. Yeah. <laughs> her dealer is, is not as easily as accessible as, as she used to be. And so Brie is like, well, it's really inconvenient now for me to, to do this. So I'm going to start, you know, looking at other products, but fuck, I don't know how long you use Mary Kay for like 30 years, 20 years. No, 40 years, about, 50 well. years, 60. You've been doing it for 70 years. Bree's been using Mary Kay. 70 years. <laughs> That's how she stays so young. I, I bet it's 20 now yeah. that you say that. Yeah. And that's a long time, and that that person's been selling Mary Kay. You've been getting it from the same person for that whole time, pretty much. Olio, you need to set up an MLM, start pushing your product. I think Olio's doing. Well, just fine I started to, and then I was like, "No, this is stupid." You started to try and sell Mary Kay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if if you would have been in a Mormon church, you might have had a better chance. But those. Oh, Catholics. Olio should start an MLM. <laughs> Jeremy's literally just saying they should start pawning their stuff. Uh, <laughs> They do just fine. I'm pretty sure they're successful without it. Yeah. <laughs> COVID has not been uh, particularly bad for them. They've been doing great. So, uh, in fact, we need to go get more soap, I think, soon. Um, but anyway, I just I, I thought that was an interesting that's topic. Good, it's yeah, that's a good topic. We hadn't, we hadn't really talked about it too much, and not all MLMs are snake oil. Um, but basically, if they're selling you on one thing, like Tahitian Noni is the superfood, <laughs> no. <laughs> just you can buy the shit don't fucking try to sell it like w- what you want is something with a good tangible product that's one of the things that you really like want to look out like even if it is doTERRA and it's essential oils it's a tangible product at the end a lot of these are like books on self-help and like the product at the end is garbage and if you're not way up at the top you're selling or trying to sell garbage it's like back in the day you'd see in the classified ads like send envelopes from your home and make five thousand dollars and all you're doing is literally sending people uh opportunities to buy like books yeah and so just be careful if you want to get involved in them i'm not saying they're all bad but uh they're they're mostly not good (laughs) (laughs) but they're they're big companies and they're a big part of the utah economy in a lot of ways because like i said they do have those giant conventions that pumps a lot of money into the economy they employ a lot of people um and they create opportunities for a lot of people to be business owners well they said they send their execs all over the world oh yeah so yeah and these 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 aren't 
these aren't small things. Like we bring a lot of international folks here. Um, like, like, uh, Jess was saying it was full of Koreans for some place. I don't know which one. Like, uh, they used to do like a Zango night at, uh, Rio Tinto. And I think they'll probably do like, is it, what is it? Life Vantage is one that is the shirt sponsor now for, uh, for, for Real Salt Lake. I'm sure they do Life Vantage nights as well at the stadium where they just have, as part of the convention, they also give out like hundreds of tickets to the game, uh, just buy up a bunch of seats. So, and do special stupid events on the field with them. They won't be doing that right now though, because this yeah. is COVID times. Um, but I, I thought of that, like I had said before, because, uh, our, our uh, famous Utah is, is Stephen Covey. And Stephen Covey wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Effective. Effective. I don't fucking remember. Why you guys got to point that shit out to me? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to, before I get started, I'm Chris, you can see this on your, I'm going to take a picture of it. But when I worked for Panda Express, our whole entire training program was based off of that book. And here's my uh, signed copy from his son, Stephen M. R. Covey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, look, Stephen Covey wrote a lot more than that. He wrote, you know, obviously the the biggest one, the one everyone knows, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But he wrote like you did it. That's because I'm looking at it now. <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote like Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families. His son wrote the Seven Habits of he- Highly Effective teams or something the speed, speed of trust. trust um like all of his crap was the seven habits of whatever but he also wrote a bunch of lds stuff um uh he wrote a book called the eighth habit the effective from effectiveness to greatness he wrote uh, spiritual roots in human relations the divine center he wrote a bunch of books but we can take a step back and talk a little bit more about Stephen Covey, um, now that you understand a little bit of like part of why he's famous. Also, you've probably heard of Franklin Covey, um, the, the business that's part, part in part his doing. So we'll talk about that. Um, but we can kind of go back. I'm sure Jeremy has a freaking timeline he's put together. This one was a little, once again, I, it's surprising how difficult. difficult some of these are. Yeah. Some of them, like there's just tons of stuff and some of them there, there's like a <laughs> Maybe Wikipedia page, but not super awesome. So I do want to start back just a little bit farther with his grandfather. Yeah, Stephen and Mark Covey. Stephen, oh, no. Is it Mac? Stephen Mac Covey. Stephen Mac, not Mark. That's right. Um, so he, the so he started the the very first Little America. I so and that one was. My Little America. And I say My Little America because it's the one from my hometown. So it's technically in Granger, Wyoming, which mm-hmm. like three people live there. But if you're driving along I-80, you'll see this spot that's Little America, and it's a bunch of trees in the middle of a fucking desert, uh, and that's Little America. I didn't realize that was the first one. But that I grew up, that Little America is 15 minutes from where I grew up, like my is house. Is that the one we stop at? Yeah, it's when we stop at for the ice cream cone mm. every time. So... So Stephen, boy, this this is like early 1900s. I don't have an exact date, but he was herding the family's sheep in Wyoming, which is where, where they were from. He got lost in a blizzard and was forced to to stay the night out in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, that field he stayed in that with his sheep ended up being the exact place where he built 
the first little America. And that's a real like awesome place. Like great rooms. It's got like a couple of restaurants, a gas station, a truck station. Like it's a truck stop, but it's like it's one of the original like truck stop truck stops that's like yes. designed for long haul truckers to have spaces to be and rooms to stay in and like free showers and stuff like that. So he got so so he got stuck overnight and he thought Boy, I, I, I wish I could build a place where if somebody's out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, they have a place to stop, a place where they can eat, a place where they can rest. That's kind of where the whole concept started. It took him and his brother 40 years before they were actually able to, to build it. And the name Little America comes from a picture he found from an Admiral Richard Byrd. I'm not quite sure who that is. And I thought there were more than there are, but there's only like five or six of them. Yeah. That, so, so he was an explorer. In Antarctica, and the, the the place he set up in Antarctica, he called Little America in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the name of the base. And so that's where he got the idea for the name Little America. Uh, and then the original Little America that, that he built actually burned down. But they were rebuilt like right in the place. The same. Place. And then they and then they rebuilt. And then they I don't. It was the seventies, I think, is when they sold out. I think seventy seven ish. Is when they sold to uh, Jess. Who is it that owns it now? This, uh, it's something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> something a big, a big conglomerate. Big conglomerate, basically. So, it so is Robert Earl Holding, and he also is the one that um, started the Grand America that's here in yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah. So, so that was kind of interesting. I didn't really know that. Uh, yeah, I found that when I was looking up stuff on Steven. That was pretty cool. And also, his mother, well, his grandfather, um, his other grandfather on his mother's side, uh, Stephen L. Richards, was uh, for counselor to the first president. Yeah, the Stephen L. Richards yeah. under David O. McKay. Oh, sorry. I need to put the. The. Yeah. No, it's just Stephen L. <laughs> Richards. Um, so his one of his grandfathers was uh, an entrepreneur that built little america the other one was an apostle for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the church the mormons not the church <laughs> fuck stop saying that they're not the church the church is the catholic church they have archbishops and cardinals so i didn't realize stephen covey was born in 1932 yeah he was pretty old um but he didn't die of old age <laughs> i know that was what also I, I he died of a bike like a bicycle accident yeah, that. I think he died because he went to Idaho after the bike accident. Yeah, probably. That's his problem. Maybe. And all they have is the it's old like, Bush doctors. Look, they got DoTerra and hot springs. That's all I need. He put that that mint oil on his wounds. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out so well. <laughs> Turns out pouring peppermint oil into an open wound can lead to infection. I don't, so, I don't know. That's how he actually. Oregon does. Trail. <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't die of dysentery. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, he uh he's um he grew up in Utah. Yeah, born in Salt Lake. Keep going, Jeremy. I'm writing stuff down. Oh, so so uh <laughs> in high school, age sixteen, um he becomes interested in debate and speaking. Uh he goes to the University of Utah, gets a business degree. Well but why was he interested in debate and speaking? Why was he interested? He got no, injured. he was injured. He was an oh, athlete, that's right. he was and an then he athlete. got injured. And he got injured and like that's had, right. had an injury that basically made it so he couldn't be an athlete anymore. That's right. So he shifted to debate. So he go, yeah. 
So does debate in high school, and then he goes to the University of Utah and gets a business degree. At the age of 16, he yeah. goes to the University of Utah. He was a smart guy. And then... It's probably a good thing he got injured. He went on to Harvard. Yeah, because think of how bad like his intelligence would be if he'd been taking like football shots his whole life. Mm-hmm. CTE. <laughs> Back before we knew what CTE really was. That's funny. Went to Harvard, and then, and then he went to... Didn't he get BYU? He, yeah, he got a... Doctorate of Religious Education. They got an M- MBA from Harvard Business School. Right. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, and so he, he was basically a professor most of his life. So smart guy, obviously, knows knows his stuff, knows how to study. Uh, yeah, and then in 2010, he joined the faculty at, the, at Utah State mm-hmm. uh, and received an appointment to the John M. Huntsman Presidential Chair in Leadership. And then he died a couple years later from yeah. a bike accident. But... In the meantime, he wrote um, he wrote these books. And when did he originally write the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Oh, uh, was it ninety eight? But they no, say 89. that it's loosely based on like his his faith beliefs. Yeah, so nineteen eighty nine was when. Yeah, all of his books were heavily Mormon faith influenced for sure. Like he wrote some that were straight up just Mormon books. Yeah, um, like Siegel Bookstore style. Um, but he wrote a lot of self-help books in, in 80, you're right, I think it was 89, it said. Yeah, 89 was that. So, uh, Spiritual Roots of Human Re- Rel- Relations in 1970 was his first book. The Divine Center in 1982. Oh, how to then, Succeed with People. And then, yeah, 1989 is when Seven Habits. Of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. That's sold more than 25 million copies in 38 languages. And that's the book that, like I said, these MLMs, they sell this book to their people. Like, fucking hotcakes. Um, because it, it teaches you, I mean, in theory, it teaches you how to be a, a, a good human, how to be an effective human, and how to be effective in business. I want to make Jeff read this book. Huh. <laughs> He probably has a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, but he probably hasn't read it. <laughs> I, I said specifically I want to make him read it. Remember early well, I don't even remember it. Like, we had to go over them all the time for the two years that I was at Panda. Like, it was... Yeah, I mean, it was... When it was written, it was the book. So you think now... Yeah. And you, like, Malcolm Gladwell is one of the really big, like, self-help authors out there right now and, like, kind of that business genre. Like, he's one of the biggest with Think and Blink and some of the, like, the tipping point was his really breakout um, book. But that that was Covey back in the late 80s, and he had already started um, uh, Stephen R. Covey and Associates back in the, the mid-80s um, and created this leadership center. He wrote this book um, and just blew up. And then... In 1997, um, so he'd written several books at this point. He'd been basically on a speaking circuit is basically how he he yeah was for years. Basically teaching the seven steps in a business format. Businesses yeah, consulting, going into yeah. businesses, going into these conferences, and like in do, and being this guest speaker, the right. keynote speaker in conferences. And in 97, he merged his company, the, the Covey um, Leadership Center, with Franklin Quest to form Franklin Covey, which Franklin Covey, um, we all know Franklin Covey from the day planners, right? But the day planners were were bore out of this this in the nineties. Yeah, in the nineties, man. Before before phones in your pocket with a calendar that yeah. I can't without. This was this was the the uh, that was it, and you would write everything in those day planners. Yeah, our girls did it through school. 
Right, Sean probably would still use a day planner. Day, she used it in in college for the first two so years. Now, so Heather worked there for probably fifteen years, and Josh also worked there for probably seven or eight years. Uh, it was they they were a big employer for a lot of people in Utah the late nineties through the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, and basically until cell phones became the replacement for. For those kinds of products, because you would buy the you'd buy the nice binder, and then every year you'd, you'd have to buy the new sheets. You'd buy the inserts. I had a day timer. Yeah, you were against the grain. I loved my day timer. I think I still have it somewhere with some of my notes and stuff on it from like my wedding planning and whatnot. But I mean, that was like that was a big chunk of their business. But it was that that company is a professional services firm, so they continued that same kind of work. Where, yeah, they, we know them because of the day planners, but that's what they did is they went and helped companies and individuals. Uh, their mission statement was we enable greatness in people and organizations everywhere. They're still around. They still do that stuff. So they're nowhere near them out. Yeah, they're nowhere near A number same. of years ago, but they kept the Franklin Covey name because everybody knows what that because is. Because that's a huge name. Yeah, that's a but brand. EDS bought them out probably 2004, 2005. And then EDS is a global packaging shipping business. So so all of the huge Franklin warehouses that used to house all of the day now planners it's and stuff, shipping and packaging. Now it's all just all kinds of business related things. So they still use the facilities. It's still got Franklin Covey on the name, but it's kind of defunct as Franklin yeah. Covey these days. Well and cell phones and cell phones and computers and laptops and all that just got rid of the need for a paper yeah i mean there, there, there really there there is no need like i <coughs> oh you go you used to go to the dentist and they still do this like the doctor's office the dentist and you schedule that next appointment and they give you that stupid little business card i they don't even ask me anymore because i i that that just gets lost i'll never see that it doesn't go on a footage yeah. that that would be something you would stick in your planner back then but now it's like Put it in my phone. Six months out, yep. you've got my time. So well, so the the fourteen years, almost fourteen years that I've owned my company, the first five or six years, I'd give out cases of business cards. Yep, yep. Now like, I, I I I give out like twenty a year. Yeah, because most people you'll email or you'll send them your ID or whatever. I've given out like none since COVID, and we still give out our. In fact, I give out our business cards for the podcast. More than I give out my own from a business, right? <laughs> the the last box of business cards I bought was probably seven or eight years ago, and it's still half full. But that used to be a thing. In fact, I've got I've got um, business card binders from back in the day because everybody would give you their business cards. Yeah. Well, you didn't have a phone to put it in, so I had this binder that held like fifty or sixty business cards, like a photo book. But yeah, but you put the cards in it, and that's what you'd carry around when you needed to call somebody. That's what you would do is pull open those business cards because that had their phone number. Because I, yeah. So I mean, when I started my company, I did not have a cell phone. I remember, <laughs> I remember in the early two thousands, um, talking to some salespeople, and they had like Franklin Covey binders, but they had packs of those plastic sheets that held the business cards. Yeah, like or a business card Rolodex. Right, where they would have all those cards in a Rolodex. And I remember working on software projects to do Rolodex conversions from a Rolodex to 
an actual like contact card and a piece of software like Outlook or something. They scan it kind of thing. No, I mean you could, but it, like there wasn't uh, there wasn't really good optical character recognition back then. So you would basically be typing that information in and then converting it from the paper one that you would get at the trade show to an electronic one. And now we just have V cards, which isn't even really a thing either. But you just send the contact right. on your phone to. And I remember. Else. In the early days of cell phones, if you got a new one, you'd have to re-put all of your contacts. Oh, fuck, in. it sucks so bad. Because <laughs> they wouldn't transfer. And then they were just on SIM cards, but the SIM cards changed so quickly that that didn't really work either. Yeah. So all of that technology, back to back to Covey, just kind of put their whole... That whole business, just, just the model of all of those things that they sold, the tangible stuff. Um, but his, you know, his son was actually running the business when he passed away, Sean. Uh, and Sean wrote a bunch of books as well. Um, and I don't know where they're at now. They've kind of faded into obscurity a little bit. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're part of other business ventures, but the limelight that they were in has definitely shifted. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a business that, and that you find that a lot of times with some of those self help books, like that that hit it really big and sell. Tens Who of moved millions. my cheese? Yeah, who moved my cheese is another one. I bet that one sold twenty plus million copies. Uh, and those guys, they still what they do is speak on circuits, right? Um, but if you can continue, they like the hair bands. They're still out there. They play the the county fairs, but they're not what they used to be. If you go look in my <laughs> thing, I don't have the Seven Habits because I think that book's a little dumb. But I have a lot of business books like that in my my bookshelf in my office. Um, I'll pick them up every once in a while. They're good books to give you some uh, bits of advice. There is a site, and I can't remember. Um, Brittany, uh, my, my COO, uh, gave it to me, um, a couple of weeks ago. I have it written down somewhere, but there's a site out there that's basically like cliff notes for self-help books and for business books. Oh yeah. Cause most of those books, like it's 200 pages of explaining the same thing over and over and over. And so the, 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 the app that she has, you grab one of the books and in like 15 minutes of it, either narrating the book for you or you reading it or even just a synopsis, they give you the meat of what you should take out of the book. This is a really great way to just like condense it down to something that's actionable and, and usable. Um, I'll have to find that app and maybe maybe throw it up next week when we talk. I had, a, I had a hard time with Seven Habits. Like It doesn't read like my brain works. But his son's book, The Speed of Trust, I really, I like that book enough to hold on to it. <laughs> I didn't lend it out to somebody and not ask for it back. Did you get that so. at doTERRA conference, by the way? <laughs> Did what? Did you get it at your doTERRA conference? At, do, at my Panda Express conference? Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were an MLM person. No. So, it, so no, he actually came. A, have you started a cake-making MLM <laughs> for, like, baking supplies? I wonder how that, I wonder that's how that called, Isn't that called the Pampered Chef? Oh yeah, yes. that's that's another one. So Pampered already Chef. taken. Oh, sorry, yeah, Pampered Chef is one, huh? Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he did. The son did come to our conference that we did have, though. He signed my book, but that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's probably it for this week. He died. Uh, did you say he died in a crazy bike accident? Yeah, he got in a bicycle accident and died. We we said that like. He was like, sorry, it cut out. My headphone cut out for a second. So that's okay. That's okay. He was seventy nine when he died in twenty twelve. Was he hip? I didn't see all of it. Was he hip? He was going downhill really fast. And 
his helmet wasn't on properly and he went ass over tea kettle and so when he hit he actually hit on the front of his head and got a pretty good goose egg they rushed him to eastern regional medical idaho eastern regional that's where he died Moral of the story is, if you're going to get a head injury, do it somewhere close to a good trauma center. No, seriously. So Don't ride our, bikes when you're 80. We had, <laughs> so we had friends who have recently moved, but he's a professor. He was a professor up at the U, super-duper smart guy, um, who rode bikes, and he was riding down Mill Creek, and he hit a rock, and it stopped his front tire, and he did that ass over t kill thing. Like, his helmet was cracked. He had to have brain surgery, and he essentially had, like, one side of his face all weirdly paralyzed and had to go through a bunch of recovery for that exact thing. He just didn't die from it. He was a little bit younger. He was probably late 50s, early 60s, though, like older. So here's the question. Is the show title... Uh, new mops, or is it ass over tea kettle? Because I really like that. Scene. Ass over tea kettle. Ass over tea kettle for sure. It's a winner. So Bree came up with the show title. Bree, you did something. Well, I wow. the other one was mine. That's what she. <laughs> the other one was mine too. That's true. That is true. She <laughs> is the one that got us new mops, colorful mops, color mops. Um, and I think that is going to do it for the show this week. Um, do you guys? Uh, do you guys have any good closing thoughts? So save them because I'm going to tell people to follow us on social media. Uh, at yeah. TNU Podcast, uh, go out to our website, thenewutah.com, and please share the episode. That's what helps us the most. Now, do you guys have any I good do. thoughts? Yeah. Register. Make sure your voting stuff is all up to date. If you've moved, make sure your stuff is up to date. It's like we're running out of time. October 23rd is the, the deadline. So... Um, I'm just bringing it up because my coworker came in and asked me today. And I was like, I feel very excited that I am a trusted resource for that. <laughs> and and on, honestly, if you are listening to this show and believe the bullshit about your ballots, your mail-in ballots being fraudulent, um, you can just stop listening to our I'm show. Stop. I'm going <laughs> to throat punch you because also Utah has been voting by, by mail, mail for a for long like, time. Yeah, for like the last three election cycles. I've been voting by mail for a long time. Yeah, like like six to eight years we've it's been voting by so mail. so nice. I can't remember the last. In fact, we were driving by the, the old folks home at the last place that I went to vote. And I literally went in while they were playing bingo because the voting <laughs> booths were at the back of their bingo I, room. I voted in person uh, one year. I took Cassie. Um, in the midterm election uh, last, uh, la- like, two years ago. that was her first year yeah. to vote, and she wa- she was interested and wanted to go. But uh, there was one year when it was at my girls' school, and I voted in person then because it was kind of fun to just go to their school and vote. But, but yeah, register if you're not already. Shame on you. Um, and uh, <laughs> vote, 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 vote. I, I don't give a shit who you vote for. It's really important that you vote. Um, because it, it's going to have a big impact. I'm sure as it gets closer, we will do an election special where we will talk about... Um, You're like sure we will. Judges, we are. Judges and stuff in depth uh, as the, the election gets a little bit closer, probably here in a couple of weeks, honestly. Yeah, it's, I, the, the left show will be joining us mid, mid-October. And we will talk with the left show about the election. We'll, we'll probably go in depth um, like we've done in the past on... Um, yeah, local races, candidates, lo- yeah, local races that yeah. make a difference, judges, tell you where to get all that information. Um, vote.utah.gov is the easiest way. So uh, make sure you're registered. That's that's a big thing. And definitely for the love of all that is everything, 
Please vote.